Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. I know that there are those here who are struggling. You say, how could you possibly know that? I know that because I prayed about this. I prayed before I came, and I know what the Lord gave me, and I know what he told me. I know that he sent me to remind you, his precious daughters in Washington, that he sees you. If you're wondering if he sees you, he wants you to know tonight that he sees you. He doesn't see you because he's omnipotent and omnipresent. He sees you personally. He sees you at home. He sees you in your private time. He sees you when you lay your head on the bed at night and your mind begins to wander and the anxiety begins to creep up. He sent me here to tell you that he sees you, that he has not lost control and that his promises still stand. He wanted me to tell you tonight that you can still rest on his promises. The enemy would like nothing more than for you to continue drowning in the chaos of this world. Don't for a second think that Satan isn't in this. I have heard so many people say, there's so much, we could list it forever. Oh, this is just a sickness, or oh, this is just politics, or oh, this is, it may look man-made. Let me give you a quick lesson on discernment. Satan's agenda includes three things, steal, kill, and destroy. So if it falls into one of those categories, it's him. It's just that simple. It's not rocket science. You don't have to be a prophet. It's just steal, kill, and destroy. It's him. It may look man-made. It may look like it's just a person. It might have the face of a person, but it's the spirit behind it. So if it's stealing your joy, it's him. If it's trying to steal your peace, it's him. If it's killing your hope, It's him. It has always been the will of God that his children have abundant life through Christ. And it still is. Even today, in 2021, almost 2022, it is still the will of God that you walk and live every single day of your life in abundant life. Abundant life is not just for the easy and the good and the profitable and the the mountaintops. Abundant life is for the valley of the shadow of death. And abundant life is through the fire, and it's through the hard times, and it's through the trials. So put your feet down. Put your feet down. Now, if you were to Google, and I did. I love Brother Google. If you were to Google how many promises are in the Bible, you will get varying answers. My personal favorite was from Everett R. Storms, a school teacher in Canada, who came up with 8,810. Now, I like that one because that was the biggest number I could find in the list because I'm all about it. 8,810, with 7,487 of them being promises made by God to mankind. Over almost 7,500 promises made to us, made to mankind. So now, once you understand that, all of these promises are there. They all fall into five categories. I love logic. Can you tell? I love bullet points, and I love, I love the whole, the formulas of things. So we're going to run through these categories real quick. The first category is God is always with me. 
God is always with me. So what does that look like? It's promises like Joshua 1 and 9. Have, I, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Say, he's with me. Whithersoever thou goest, Isaiah 41 and 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. It's promises like Hebrews 13, 5 that says, I will never leave you or forsake you. God is always with me. It's Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, say right now, nor things to come, say in the future, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is always with us. Nothing can separate us. And if that doesn't convince you, Jesus simply stated it this way in Matthew 28, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God is always with us. Say, put your feet down. First category, God is always with us. Second category, God is always in control. Isaiah 45, they that may know from the that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light, I create darkness, I make peace and create evil. I the Lord do all these things. Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help. In the I don't know how you get more present than present. Either you're here or you're not. But the Lord is very present help in the time of trouble. Isaiah 14 and 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Okay, King James Version, what? What does that even mean? That means if I said it and I purposed it, it's going to happen. He is always in control. Psalm 22 and 28, for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. God is always in control. Psalm 45 and 6, thy throne, O God, is forever and forever and forever. God is always in control. Say, put your feet down. Look at your sister and say, put your feet down. All right, if I haven't convinced you yet, there's a third category. God is always good. What could be good about this? Well, God is always good. His promise in Psalm 34 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Psalm 145 says the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Nahum 1 and 7, the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Romans 8, 28, and we know. Say, I know. You don't even sound like you know. Do you know? And we know that all things, say all things, all things, all of it, every single bit, not one single thing is left behind. All things work together for good. Say good to them that love God. All things. Psalm 23 and 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Do you know, do you know, Psalm 106 is just simply says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. God is always good, do you know? God is always good. You can put your feet down on it. Say, put your feet down. That's it. Somebody's catching it up here. Somebody's catching it up here. You got to put your feet down. You got to come down from flailing around and trying to swat all the things that are coming at us and say, the Lord is good. I can stand on this. I can stand on his goodness. I can stand that he's always there. I can stand. My feet are planted and I can stand firm. Fourth category. Are you ready? God is always watching. Now that could be good or bad. But we're going to pull the good side because we're looking at the good promises. God is always watching. Have you ever wondered, God, do you even see? Do you even see all of this? And then on a smaller scale, on a more personal level, God, do you see me? Can you see me? Psalm 33, behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Psalm 33 and 13 says, the Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Job 34, 21. For his eyes are upon the ways of man and he seeth all his goings. God always sees. God always sees Proverbs 5, for the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. Proverbs 15 and 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. He sees you. He sees you. He knows where you are. He knows not in just the public places. He knows the private places. He knows the secret places. God sees. God sees. And if that's not enough, One of my favorite scriptures, when it comes down to it all, Job said, he knows the way that I take. When I can't figure it out, he knows. He sees me. He sees me, and he knows the way that I take. God is always watching. Say, put your feet down. The fifth and the final category is God is always victorious. God is always, come on, ladies. We are not defeated. God is always, all right, I want you to stand up. We're not done. We're not done. I just need you to get the blood flowing. God is always victorious. God is always victorious. God is always, God is always with me. Say, he's with me. Put your feet down. God is with me. Put your feet down. God is always in control. He hasn't lost control. Say, God is in control. Put your feet down. Put your feet down. Stop flailing around. God is always good. There is nothing bad or false or negative in him. You can put your feet down. You can stand firm that God is always good. And whatever he's doing in your life, it's going to be good. Put your feet down. 
God is always watching. He sees you, sister. He sees you. He sees you. He knows. Not only does he see the surface, but Sister Seagraves, he sees into your heart. He sees into the secret places. He knows the prayers that you're scared to pray because you might offend him. He sees the fear that you hide, the box that you put in your heart that says, don't touch this. He sees. He sees. And because he sees, I can, I can put my feet down. All right, God is victorious. But not as he just victorious, he's always victorious. All right, you can be seated if you're going to believe with me that he is victorious. Deuteronomy 20, verse 4. I know it's a lot of scripture, but listen, my words are not what you can stand on. I know I'm quoting scripture, but this is what you ought to be doing in your daily life. That's what you can stand on. That's what you can put your feet down on. Deuteronomy 20 and 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. Say with me. To fight for you against your enemies and to give you victory. The Lord your God goes with you. He's before you. He's behind you. Listen, I know I came with the word. I know it has been confirmed. I know what the Lord said to me. And I know the songs that they chose tonight. I don't know who chose them, but you're in the vein. I'm telling you, you're in the vein. Because when they start singing things like, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Or even when I don't see it, you're working. Even way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. And you know what I saw? I saw tears start to flow and I start hands start to be lifted. You know why? That's the vein that we're in. That's what we need to know is that he's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. That's what I can put my feet down on. He is always, always, always victorious. We are not on the losing side. We are not. Proverbs 21, the horse is made ready for the day of the battle, but the victory rests in the Lord. You may have to fight, but the victory is the Lord's. 1 Corinthians 15, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you don't have anything else to say, you ought to rise up, put your feet down and say, he gives me the victory through Jesus. You've got the victory. You just got to lay hold on it. Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Listen, you get up. You, your enemy comes into your face. Now, not your boss. Not your spouse. That's not your enemy. We're not wrestling with people. Look at your sister. Say, you're not my enemy. Tell I thought you were, but she said you're not. People are not our enemy, but when it gets all up in you, say, listen, let me, let me tell you something. I got the victory. If God is for me, what do you think you can even do to me? God is for me. You ought to be afraid that I'm awake because God is for me. John 16, these things have I spoken unto you that in me. Now, these are red letters right here. This is Jesus. So you may not have liked anything else I said, but this is Jesus talking. So if he was in the room, these are his words. And he is in the room. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Say peace. Peace in the world. You shall have tribulation. Say, I get that. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Look at somebody and say, cheer up. Jesus wins. Cheer up. Jesus wins. 
1 John 4 and 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Are you ready? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than COVID. Greater is he that is in you than politics. Greater is he that is in you than fear and doubt and anxiety and the spirit of this world and the end of the age. Let me tell you something. We are winding up and the response of spirit-filled Christians should not be fear and anxiety. The response ought to be, I'm going home. He's coming back for me. That song we've been singing since I was a little girl, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. That's coming. That's, this world is not your home. It doesn't get to affect you. It doesn't get to embrace you. It doesn't get to pull you down. Shake it off. Shake it off. Put your feet down. Put your feet down. Stomp them down. Be physical. Put your feet down. Shake off this world and say, it's about home time. I hear it. I see it. I'm looking up because my redemption draws nigh. God is always victorious. He hasn't lost track. He's not losing the battle. And if I'm with him, someday, someday I'm going up to meet him. Someday I'm going up. Greater is he. God is always, always, always victorious. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. Say, put your feet down. Look at your sister and say, for Pete's sake. Put your feet down. His word is the solution to everything. It's in a world where nothing feels settled. His word is forever settled. Listen, we have, we have what the world needs. They don't know what to trust in. They don't know what to look to. Everything changes all the time. Everything just shifts and blows in the wind and it's this crazy crazy time and yet the word of God the presence and the power of God just stays stable and we can put our feet down reading and knowing and speaking his word into your life daily is the firm foundation in a my foot almost slipped era my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked he didn't say it did slip. He just said, I saw it. My foot almost slipped. I've been there. Anybody else ever been there? Anybody been there lately? My foot almost slipped. Then he says, I came into the sanctuary, and I beheld the presence and the power of God, and I saw their end. Why? God is always victorious. Speaking, reading, knowing, you've got to know the word. It never changes. It never changes. It has, it's more powerful than my words. When I speak his words, those are the words that spoke the world into creation, into being. It's the things that spoke the universe. It's the things that have creative power, supernatural power. So I may not feel it when I first start saying it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
Some of y'all got the greater is he that is in me. Tone is everything. Greater is he that is in me than he that, and then you keep thinking about it. You say it until you believe it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in, greater is he that is in me, me. Greater is he that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed. I mean, you get up, you start speaking those daily. You've got to have the word. Listen, you're not going to make it if your feet are not down and planted on the word. The word is what's going to sustain you. You've got to have it day in. I don't have time to read my Bible. Then your feet are never going to be down. I don't have time to read my Bible. Do you have five minutes? Just start there. Read a chapter. Start somewhere. I don't know. Get a book of promises. Get a daily Bible. There is something that you can do. Start reading the Bible. Start reading the Bible. Start learning it. you got to have it with you. It is your weapon. It's your sword of the spirit. You've got to be. A sword does no good laying on the ground. A Bible does no good laying on the coffee table. A Bible does no good on the shelf. You got to pull it out and you got to practice with it. You got to know how to wield it skillfully. So when the enemy shows up, you pull out your sword and you are skillful in slaying him with a word. Got to know the word. I want you to stand. My father-in-law could easily win the award for most interesting man in the world. He's a quiet, sort of small stature man. Doesn't say a whole lot until you get him started. Um, He just kind of comes in and goes out. You just don't really even notice that he's there, but he will start sentences such as, so one time I was eating dinner in in a Buddhist temple in wherever he was, and you're just like, what? That's my father-in-law. He's world traveler. He was a uh, flight attend- or flight dispatcher for overseas flights. And so he had to do a lot of overseas flights and training and in keeping up with uh, the things. So when he was just a kid, he and some friends were swimming at the lake near the ho- their home in Louisiana. And at some point, they all decided, you know how kids do. I don't know how any of us lived. You think about the things that you did, and it's just the grace of God that we're here. But at some point, all these kids decided that they would swim across this lake. Now, remember, it's Louisiana. So I don't know if you've ever been to Louisiana, but lake means alligator. And it also means water moccasins. So I'm just telling you, that is not, I mean, puddle means alligator. It's just, it's quite a place. So they decided they're going to swim across the lake, and um, he's a good swimmer. I mean, they all knew how to swim. He was strong enough. But it just so happened the other side of the lake was much farther than it appeared when he first started out. So about halfway across, he realized that he was not going to make it across the lake. There was no way that he could make it to the other side. And in his exhausted state, he decided he would just stop swimming and he would just slowly let himself go under. It's hopeless. He knew he wouldn't make it. His friends had already swam on, so he was just going to let himself down and go under. So in the deepest part of the lake, with nothing around but water, he put his feet down. And as soon as he put his feet down, they rested 
on something solid. He began to move his feet around where he now stood. There was nothing else solid around him. Just a narrow spot, large enough for him to put his feet down. It was a high point in the middle of the deepest part of the lake, in a place where he was weary to complete exhaustion, in a place where there was no more hope, the place where death seemed imminent, he put his feet down and found a solid place to stand and to rest so that he could finish. So you may be here tonight and think that if you put your feet down, you'll never touch the bottom. He's not going to let you drown. I just... if. If you just don't take anything else away, take this. You can rest in him. He's not going to let you drown. Put your feet down. You can stand here. He promises. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel like you're about to go under or at the very best, you're treading water. Deuteronomy chapter 33 Verse 27 says, the eternal God is a refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. The Lord sent me here to tell you tonight that you can make it. You can make it. Put your feet down. Put your feet down. You can make it. It's still a firm foundation. If you came here needing something tonight, if you need a solid place to stand, a solid place to rest, if you need a solid place to heal, a solid place to recover, a solid place where you can start to feel hope again, this is your opportunity to respond. These altars are open. I'm inviting you to come. I'm inviting you to come and put your feet down on his everlasting promises. There's no shame, ladies. We've all been going through it. If there's anything that you need at all, I'm inviting you to come. If you're standing beside somebody that needs to come, take them by the hand and bring them to the front. We're going to pray. Begin to speak those promises over your life. Begin to speak those promises over your life and over your situation. Claim his promises to your spirit and over your mind. If you're walking in obedience to him, you're not exempt from the promises of God. Don't believe the lie that the enemy has tried to tell you that you're exempt. That it doesn't apply to you. And if you're not yet walking according to his principles, it's as simple as repenting. It's as simple as just turning to him and saying, I know I need you. I want to walk in the direction of your principles, and I want to be a recipient of your promises. With repentance, you position yourself to receive every promise. You can stand on the promise that he is faithful and he's just to forgive Nobody here is perfect. We're simply living a repented lifestyle. We're walking in the grace of God. That's it, ladies. There's new mercy for somebody here in the room today. 
There's peace in the valley for somebody who's here in the room today. He's here to turn somebody's mourning into dancing. It's heavy, but he can handle it. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. It's not the will of God that you wake up every day anxious and stressed and feel like you're drowning. It's not his will. You have a work to do in this end time hour. We need you, sister. We need you peaceful. We need you powerful. We need you to have your feet planted. Oh, Jesus. He's here to restore, restore the joy of your salvation. Jesus is a strong tower where you can run and be safe. He's here. He's here. Put your feet down. Come on, cry out to him, ladies. I got to have you. I pray, Lord, that you would touch the ladies in this room. God, I know what you told me. I know that they are here and they needed to hear your word. God, I'm asking right now that you would begin to penetrate. I pray against every distraction that could possibly be in this room. I pray, Lord, that the spirit would begin to peel back the layers. God, that the calluses that we've had to build up to just exist in a world that is hard and that is difficult, that your presence and your word and your power would begin to soften our hearts and soften our minds to remind us that your love is faithful that you are so true and you are so peaceful. Sweep over, sweep over, sweep over, sweep over. Dispatch ministering spirits and angels, Lord, to begin the healing process. Oh, God, it's not you that's given us the spirit of fear. You're a healer. You're a healer. You're a healer. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you're here and you're not struggling, maybe you don't feel like this message is for you. Reach over. You're not here by mistake. Find somebody to pray with. Lift somebody else up. Everybody praying with somebody. You're not here by mistake. We got to have each other. We've got to have each other in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, he's moving right now.
Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. If you're not praying, I want you to sing it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Sing it until you believe it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. 
Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop, you never stop, you never stop working. 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 Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Just the voices. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who Come on, ladies, at the top of your lungs. Speak about it. Come on. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. One more time, just the voices. Put your feet down on who he is. Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God. Come on, music. Even when I don't see it. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop 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 working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are.
wasn't going to do this, um, but I feel right now, if you, if your pastor's wife is here, I want you to find her. If you're a minister's wife, if you know of a minister's wife, I would like for you to surround those minister's wives that are in this room. If your pastor's wife is here, I hope this is okay. They're the ones that are walking around ministering to you. And very rarely is there a moment where we take the time to pray for them I'm asking you to find, somebody find Sister Seagraves, surround your leadership, every minister's wife. Everybody ought to be praying for somebody. There needs to be unity in this. We're going to pray for our leadership. I need some ladies around Sister Seagraves. You got some people with you? I'm going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray over their feet, that their stance would be firm and settled and that they would not waver. And for every bit of anxiety that has washed over them because they have had to try and be there for their people and for the church and every attack of the enemy that has come over the church through them into their homes, into their children, into their families, I'm asking you to cover every single thing. Plead the blood of Jesus over these. It's not that they're more important. There's nobody more important than the other here, but there is a special call and anointing that's on their life, and they give out a lot. They empty themselves out with requiring very little in return. And before we close this service, I felt it before we ever got here, and I just didn't know when if it was going to happen, but now is the time. Would you reach over, lay hands on the ministry? Jesus, we come before you right now. Intercede for them. God, I pray for the children of our minister's wives. I plead your blood over their marriages. God, I plead your blood over their lives, over their minds. God, I pray tonight that when they lay their head on the bed, on their pillow, that it would be the most peaceful sleep that they have had in a very long time. 
I pray, Lord, that you would dispatch angels to go into their homes, that you would make a way, do battle for peace in the name of Jesus. I pray against every distraction. I pray for their church services on Sunday. I pray against the enemy who has tried to come into and to break up and to steal and to kill and destroy. I plead the blood of Jesus against it in the name of Jesus. That's it. Somebody lay hands on them. Pray peace. Pray hope. Come on, ladies. They fight for your souls. Oh, God, I pray peace. I pray joy. I pray hope. Oh, we lift our leaders up before you, Jesus. Give them the strength. Give them the support. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for our leaders. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our leaders. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you are so faithful. You are so faithful. You are so faithful. Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know who this is supposed to go to. I don't want to leave. Can I just stay here all night? I do want to thank everyone that did come, and hopefully you got a blessing. All right. Uh, we are doing similar to what we did last year because of COVID, and a lot of people do not want potlucks or anything like that. And I know this section, these two sections love to have banquets. But we're going to do what we did last time. We have boxed, pre-made. We did not touch it. It came from a store. Boxed salads, boxed sandwiches. Um, we also, for dessert, I don't know if you guys have a crumble in your town. We have one in Richland. We have one in Kennewick. And I think we're getting one in Pasco. You all can have a crumble cookie to go home with. Now, they always have six kinds, too. They always have the sugar cookie and the chocolate chip cookie. The choices that we have is dulce de leche, pecan pie. I need my glasses. Um, peanut butter Reese's pieces, or cookie dark chocolate cookies and cream. And that one's mine. I got extra. <laughs> I got extra of that one. <laughs> also, all you diamond ladies, don't forget to take your diamonds off the wall and take them home. And if you think that you are a diamond member, double check with your, your uh, secretary at your church or whatever and talk to Sister Martha Alanis. 
Okay. Those of you who want to stay, you can stay and go to the fellowship hall. That's fine. Those of you who want to take your food and go, we also have bottled water, so we didn't want to contaminate anything. We also have fruit if you want to have some fruit too. So a salad or a sandwich, a cookie, and um, fruit. And before you leave, we need to close out the service. And I'm going to ask Sister Hart to come up. We all stand and we'll pray together tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this time together, oh God. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity we can come together as the body of Christ, oh Lord. I thank you for every lady that is here tonight, Jesus. We thank you for their part in the body, oh God. We thank you for your word that we have heard, oh God. Let us stand on your truth and your promises, oh God. Let our feet be planted firmly in you, Jesus. Let us be a strength to each other and to hold each other up, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings to us, Lord, and your promises. Oh, precious Lamb, thank you, Jesus. I pray tonight that you would go with us as we travel home, Jesus, that you would keep your hand upon every lady, Jesus. We thank you for the food that has been provided. We pray a blessing on it tonight, Jesus, and each one that is here. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>